What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to the Kicks and Giggles podcast. On this episode, this is a pre-recorded episode. It was actually recorded on January 26th. Um, I did this on my Twitch stream. If you guys don't know, I mean, I'm fucking, I, it's all I talk about. I'm on Twitch. Uh, my name is Bad Blando. If you download the Twitch app and you just search Bad Blando, you'll find me there. Or do it on Safari if you're fucking 78 years old. I don't know how you want to do it. But um, I'm kind of moving away from the podcast and I'm going into the Twitch world. And uh, the Twitch streams are a lot more fun. They're live. You get to talk to me. I get to talk to you. Sometimes I have people call in. Episodes like this, I have celebrities on them. So um, I plan on doing more stuff like that in the future. It's a lot more fun. This is where my focus has kind of been. Um, and the podcast is just kind of on its back end, last couple episodes. So um, I'm still doing the kicks only, just the actual podcast. Kind of kind of dead. Kind of dead for me. Um, so this is just an episode I'm putting up for the people that want to watch it or listen to it. This is me and Sal Volcano from the Impractical Jokers, and he's on TV. I'm sure you know who Sal is. Um, we talk for, we talk about, we talk about everything, dude. We talk about munchies. We talk about wrestling. We talk about random food debates, like his podcast taste buds with Joe DeRosa. Um, we talk about, he gives me some like advice on doing stand up comedy in the future. It's really just like a couple of guys having fun talking about goofy shit. It's not so much of like, where are you from? Where were you born? So what's your favorite color? It's not, it's not basic shit. Um, it's fun and he's a friend of mine. So it's just like talking like regular, um, but it's recorded. So I hope you guys enjoy. There's a video version that has the chat live. That's like what people were saying during the whole, uh, during the whole interview or, or podcast, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then there is just the audio. So whatever one you want to listen to doesn't matter. I hope you guys enjoy. I love you all. And thank you for listening. Sal, can you like say, Hey again, just so I could test the audio. Yeah, for sure. What's up, guys? How you doing? Check, check. Okay, we should be good. Um, so, yes, bro, thank you so much for doing this. Like, honestly, like, I got to give a shout out. We got a quick shout out to Bert Kreischer, because if it wasn't for Bert, I would have never even met you. Um, right on, yeah. And I remember there were like two years ago, maybe it was even two and a half, which is insane. But this year was basically a skipped year anyways. But two years ago... Um, I came to the Chicago theater and I saw you and Bert and, um, and Nate Bargatze. He was, it was an awesome show. And then after oh, yeah, the show. Was, yeah. June, 2018, 19, 19, 18. Yeah. I don't know. I think yeah. it was, I want to say it was 18 because I think we, I think we like met in at the end of that year. Yeah. 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 And um, so, and then I get a text after that show and he was like, Sal, this is Angelo. Angelo, this is Sal. He's your new sneaker plug. And I was like, I was like, holy shit. Like, I didn't even believe that it was a real thing. So I, I'm sorry to fanboy for a second, but I just oh. got to say, I really appreciate you being here. It means the world to me, man. Thank you. Oh, dude, you're a good dude, man. I've liked you since I met you. I'm happy to, uh, to help out any way I can when I can. So yeah, I appreciate you. having me on even. Thank you for inviting me, you know? Yeah, of course. You're the first guest to ever do this stream. Is this your first time doing Twitch? Or like being on Twitch? Am I on Twitch? <laughs> I'm yeah, yeah. on Twitch right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I know. I know. I like po did a story with the Twitch link, but I'm in through Zoom, so I don't know how how Twitch works really. So I don't. I'm not sure. But yeah, I mean, you you do the obviously everyone knows you're from Impractical Jokers, but you just started the the Hey Babe podcast recently, and then the Taste Buds podcast, 
And yep. not like I'm trying to give you tips or anything, but I think that if you made a Twitch and you live streamed it, you know, it might be something there, right? Yeah, yeah. We were talking about doing some live streams through YouTube, but Twitch, I, it's all I hear about nowadays, even more than I did oh, yeah. last year or the year before. So, yeah, I'm down to that. Can anyone watch it, even if you don't have a Twitch account and stuff like that? Or Yeah, I mean, you can, like, if you go on a laptop, you can just pull it up and watch it. Um, That's it, just even if you don't belong to Twitch. So the link I just posted on my stories, people click on that, it opens up right. the page and, and seeing this right now, that's cool. Right, yeah. if they wanted to call though, they would like if, or if they wanted to comment, they would have to make an account and then they can follow and then they can comment. Like right now, the chat is on follower only mode. So only people that follow me can type in, that way you don't have like random people that you don't know saying bad shit. You know? Yeah, which is definitely going to happen no matter what. If, oh, if you yeah. Let them do it's, it. <laughs> it's toxic, man. It's, I mean, I can only imagine for you, like at my point, I got a few hundred followers and there's toxic people. You got fucking a million. I can't even imagine how toxic this shit is. Yeah, it, it can be rough. You got to block that noise out. I don't really even pay attention to it. You know, yeah. I kind of just post and, you know, every once in a while when I could like answer someone, you know, it's writing, writing something worthwhile, but like all the nonsense, you just, just let them yeah, shout to avoid. I'm guessing you don't answer, like you don't answer like DMs or any of that. When when there are toxic, you just blow it off, right? Or have you ever been like responded? No, DMs I don't even look at. Um, I just separate it where like my family or friends can, I don't even look at it. Like I this folders, I think in like the apps with like DMs, but it's just constantly coming in. And yeah. it, it's actually hard to make heads or tails of, you know, like you can't answer everyone. Either I'll read it and there'll be some really nice messages and I want to answer everyone, but I, but I can't. Right. Or then there's just like weird shit or toxic shit or like I'm just included in like these big group messages where hundreds of pe like people are talking. It's just like, so I just don't even, but you know, but uh, yeah, the internet, I, I really don't like it. <laughs> I know. I, mean, I, like it, you know, I like it to get our, like, you know, our, our material out and to do the podcast and stuff. But as far as interacting, I do this thing. Um, there's this thing, this new app called Community. Yeah. It came out like a year ago. I don't know if you know it. Basically, they, what they do is they'll give you a phone number. So I have this community number on my phone and it just goes to the app. But when the app opens up, it opens up like my text messages. So it's kind of like, you know, you can text message me, right? right? So I have this number. I forget, let me see what the number is. Yeah, tell the number because uh, I'm sure there's people in the chat that are going to want to hop into that. Yeah, so, okay, so here's the number. So I have this number. Um, it's like a, a regular phone number uh, and it's 718-260-6800. Uh, 718 so okay. that thing is basically, um, this app, just that number texts within the app. Right. So- I do answer people there actually. I, I That's good. so I'll I'll tweet out stuff. I'm not tweet. I'll I'll text people stuff, text message stuff that if I'm gonna put it on socials, I usually put it there first just to oh, give nice. it like a little bit, you know what I mean? And then there's then I really don't post often on socials, but I'll still text people like a few times during the week. Right. And like it's kind of cool because it's way more direct. And then those texts I get and they come flooding in. The only mistake people make is that they think that I'm saying text me and then I'm not like texting them back or something. They right. don't get that it's an app and like I can sort through by like geography or anything like that. And then I can answer so I, every day. Like I'll try and answer, like I'll just try and text like 10, 20 people in there. Or when I text something out, I'll answer a bunch of people. So right. people, I answer them, but it's like, you know, if you're not getting an answer, it's not because I'm like seeing your text 
Yeah, I know. I've seen, um, I follow Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, but Gary Vaynerchuk did a similar thing where he posted his, his number. And then I saw like, like comments like crazy that were like, he doesn't fucking answer. What the fuck? And it's like, I mean, you can't really, that's not really what, it's not really what it's about. What it's about is kind of like a way for me to get to you guys, like to, to communicate with them directly, you know, like right to the phone, just like, you don't have to check social media. that. And then also like, I can, like I've answered hundreds of people I've texted back, right? but you know, it's just like, it's just basically, um, you know, it's a shot. It's like a big group chat for, for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And I do, I do answer, you know, I do, but, um, but it's, it would be impossible for me to answer everyone. So right. you either, you either kind of want to get these like exclusive texts and updates from me and have a chance for me to answer you back. If not, then, then, then don't, you know, don't, don't join it. Do you like how like your work has changed from pre COVID world to current COVID world? Like how has it changed? And do you like it better that way? Do you like being able to like connect with everyone socially from your phone or do you miss like the interaction part? Yeah. You know, I, for me, it's like, um, obviously eradicate the disease. Right. But like, as far as just like where it puts us like in the house all the time, I'm like a homebody, you know, and, and, and and I'm on the road so much, um, touring with the guys and myself. And it's like, there's usually, um, I think I'm away a third of the year usually. And that's the kind of the pace I've been keeping for like the better part of almost a decade. Right. So, um, if there was a silver lining, actually, you know, obviously barring, people dying in a pandemic yeah it was like welcome downtime you know because i would never take this time down you just you just don't do that you know when you know you run with the momentum so you know i i just wouldn't take off a year from doing stand-up this this doesn't happen yeah do you miss Um, the stand-up part like in specific or do you do you because i know you could still do the podcast and you could still kind of get your bits out but it's not the same as like practicing in front of a live audience but what do you think? Yeah, I mean, comfortable I miss, with there's it? nothing like being on stage. You know, there's nothing like being on stage. And I miss it. I miss like, you know, really working out new material and stuff. But yeah. at the risk of, you know, I have, um, my, you know, I have my older parents, my grandma, you know, some immunocompromised family members. And like, you know, I can get back to the road when it's safe to get back to the road, yeah. you know, knock on wood. And, you know, I just was like, I, I would never force myself. This is like such extenuating circumstances that I'm like, this is the case. So just enjoy it. Cause otherwise I'd be away every single weekend right. or like I would maybe like three, two or three, three week bus tours on top of that. And it's just like, you know, I, now I'm just having fun. Like I, I can't believe that I'm home on the weekends. It hasn't been the case in like any comic will tell you. It's like, yeah. dates don't mean anything. Like there's no Friday night and Monday night feel no different to me, you know? So I got a little bit of that back because like on Saturday and Sunday or even Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm home. So it's it's nice to get like normal life back for a little bit, but ultimately I got it. You know, I can't wait till everything's back to normal so I can see my friends and then, you know, and, and, and touring is tough, right? Cause I love traveling, but touring is not really traveling. I've seen a lot of places that maybe you get there a little early, you know, and you can go see a town or see something, a, a point of interest, yeah. but really you're landing, you're getting to the hotel, you're checking in, you're eating some lunch, possibly taking a nap, possibly working on jokes. Yeah. To the venue. I remember your doing- pictures on Instagram. You would, it would be like out of your hotel room and it would just be like the fucking rooftop of a building. It'd be like, Detroit, we're here, baby. And it was just like your view of like fucking whatever. I, I yeah, miss just, those. I miss those, man. I, I do too. I started, I actually have probably like 20 or 30. I didn't even post. I should just post a string of them. But I just noticed 
noticed that I was getting like every time I opened my window, it was so depressing. Like I just had terrible views. Yeah. And so I started taking photos of, and then I don't know how this it would be continuing at this rate, but I would say ninety five percent of the views I have are just boiler like other other roofs or just alleyways or just like I construction. Thought you were, I was like or, thinking you got to He's got to be like asking them like, give me a shitty view. Oh no, no way! It just no it just way. happens That's like why that. Funnier to me because I'm not sure everyone realizes that those are legitimately my views. <laughs> I mean, the odds that I that I get that shitty of a view every single time is hysterical to me. Yeah, man, I I gotta say like I've done the I've done the podcast. I did a I did a podcast for like a hundred episodes and it was really fun. And I always would try to get people on. Oh yeah, kick, kick, kicks and is it kicks and giggles? Is that what yeah? You there you go. Wow, I, wow, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, kicks yeah. and giggles is my podcast, and I transferred over to Twitch because because I can't go out and meet people anymore and do physical things. I wanted to be more interactive. That's why I transferred to Twitch, but I've wanted to like, how do you, here's, this is a personal question. This is not for chat. This is not for any viewer. This is a personal thing. I've really thought about like doing stand up in the future or wanting to get on stage and wanting to try it. But, and I'm usually not that like nervous of a guy, like, even when, like, when I meet celebrities, I get nervous. But when I talk to you, I get like a like a brotherly feeling. You're very open, you're welcoming, and you're easy to talk to. So, like, if if I get super nervous when I think about going on stage, does that mean that I just like it's just not my fucking thing? Or did you no. have that and get through it? Because I like no. when I think about it, I'm like the most nervous I've ever been. Yeah. So everyone is, it's, it's human condition. I mean, it's not one, pro- if they, I mean, I would be hard pressed to, to find a, a comic that, that really thought nothing of getting on stage at any point ever. I mean, right. especially in the beginning, um, you got to overcome it. It's enough to make you want to puke sometimes, but Literally. Um, you know, it's, you know what it is. It's, I would say, uh, well, first of all, just get up and, 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 and you're going to have that for a while. Yeah. You'll have it once you get up at least once, twice, three, 10, 20 times, It'll, it'll, it'll get a little less, a little less, and then you'll have a terrible show and it'll go spike and it'll get less. But, you know, um, the only way to get rid of that is to get up. You're going to have that. That doesn't mean you, that you shouldn't do it. You're just going to have that until, until you break that. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, and even, even in this day and age, it's like, it just ch- kind of changes, you know, like, it's not like I, I can't get nerves for a show nowadays, but I've been doing it so long and you kind of, understand the stage and, 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 and what you need to do. Not that something could go, not that something can't get, you know, go sideways, but you kind of get less away from that feeling and you get, you know, less. And then, then it's just a matter of when you're trying new material, you get those butterflies again. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, do you, you still will, get that feeling when you're, when you're I going still do. I don't know if everyone does. I mean, I, I have low self-confidence, so I'm not sure if everyone does. I, I would say, you know, I can't speak for anybody. I would think that if you don't get nervous, then you don't, then it's not, you're not feeling it, you know, yeah. like, cause you, you want it to go well. And, and it always depends on the situation, the venue, who's going up before, after you, what size, it's just the situation. But I'll, I still get nervous sometimes. It's mostly when I um, am trying just new stuff. Cause you know, but then again, you just throw that stuff in the middle and you make sure, you know, if it doesn't go well, you either make yeah. fun of it or you bring the new stuff, you know, all that stuff, you know, yeah, but literally, um, yeah. People are no, asking in the chat. They're asking if you could explain the picture behind you. 
Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is, um, this is where I film the podcast and the show that we do dinner party on True and stuff. It's just my, it's just my den. Um, yeah. And there was nothing hanging up. It was a big white wall behind me. And this painting I, I had um, wrapped. The network gave it to me as a gift. Um, in like season four or five, this they put all of our faces in old, you know, famous artwork. Yeah. And that was like the Ed campaign for that year. Wow. So they sent me this as a gift, and I'm like, well, I. I'm not the person hanging my own picture on my wall. So I never did. And then when we needed to throw something up uh, for dinner party, I was like, what? This is a funny choice. That's ridiculous. No one will take it serious. And now it's in the podcast and everything. It's a picture of me, obviously. Yeah, I've seen uh, that in the Hey Babe I, I, show. As the girl with the pearl earring. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I've seen. So you you messaged me that one day, like a, a couple of weeks ago. And you said, like, I shouted you out in the on the on the podcast so then i i started ripping through the episodes and, and which is a fucking great show and but i i didn't hear the exact part so now i've been going back and i started back and now i'm at episode three but i've heard every single one of them i i talked to chris di stefano before about shoes we never closed the deal but he's kind of a shoe guy right yeah he's got kicks he's got jordans he's got he's got some stuff he's not like into it as far as like up to date on releases and drops and yeah. and what's you know what's a hype shoe what's not and he, he doesn't have a collection like that but he's a sneaker guy that's how i was before i got into it right. i just like sneakers you know like any old sneakers and just yeah, like variety. You have like you had like 50 pairs that weren't even hype pairs you just had like a ton of shoes right yeah i just had like 50 pairs of sneakers you know any old sneakers just because i like the variety of it and i and, and i like still to this day i just if i think a shoe is good i'll get it, it doesn't have to be like some hype shoe or anything. But then like about two or three years ago, I started getting into it a little further. Then and you um, met me and I still, I still, I still yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still, I still don't even like to, when people just assign it to you, like you're this crazy sneaker ride because there's like some OG guys out there yeah. that like, you know, never mind their collections, but their knowledge and stuff. And it's oh, like yeah. me, it's something I love that I'm continually like learning you know, like just continually getting educated on. So like, I hate to like, I don't even want to front, but like, I'm into it. Like I, I know, you know, about like what's up and my, my collection now is probably, I give away a lot. I try to not really go over like 150 pairs. I know that sounds like crazy, but like, I don't really, no, but, I just keep my limit at 150 and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> people for storage. No, what I mean is like, you know, the more quality shoe I get, yeah. like I'll try to put, if I get a quality one, I'll be like, let me be honest with myself. What's one that I haven't worn that right. is not a that that I had even before ever like I just you know my friends family whatever I just give away shoes that like I wouldn't give away a shoe that's like you know that I, that is in the collection that I'm proud of but yeah. you know so yeah. I just kind of like if I, I a new rule basically to not get out of control is if I buy a pair yeah. I try to get, get rid of an old but I will get to the point where I make all fifty are just great pairs. And then, yeah, and then you're gonna be like, well, I guess I gotta yeah. up the limit to two hundred. What's your favorite? People, oh, go ahead. No, so the people don't really get it. Like if you don't collect sneakers, it's just like anything else. If you collect, you know, I don't even know what, like just clothing, like, you know, couture or just people do comics Funko or, pop toys, action figures, toys, comics. It's, it's the same kind of thing. You know, it's just like it happened. And I'm on the road all the time. I'm bored. And like, I started watching uh, sneaker shopping with my, cause my boy, Joe LaPuma works for complex. And he had right. interviewed us one time, like, off topic just for complex yeah and then i started watching his show and i and then I, I, I it all kind of came together and then um i actually went on his show and everything but i was already into it about that but it just was really interesting and so like 
you know, when we're on the, the road touring, I'm, I'm in a ho- I'm in a hotel room on the side of the highway with nothing to do, right. you know, if I'm at the show. And so I just, it's just something that I like, kind of like got into. So people that aren't into it, when you say 150 pairs, well, it's still a lot, no matter what, but they're like, they think what is like, oh, yeah, what is there, wrong? I mean, with there them? are people that have, like, if you look at Chris Brown, DJ Khaled, was, they got like fucking 4,000 pairs of shoes. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's definitely a good, it's a, it's a good number. I would, that's a goal number right now. My limits like, you know, 25, I got some shit in the back, but yeah, yeah it is smart. And at the end of the day, I, I always would tell people that like, I'm basically a day trader. I mean, especially two years ago sure. when sneakers was really a thing. It's, it's not yeah. just like I'm getting a paycheck and then blowing all my fucking money. It really is an investment. There are shoes, there are shoes that you bought from me in 2018 that were, didn't you buy bread toast for me for three fifty, and now they're seven hundred bucks? One of those. Yeah, I do it. Um, I have a pair of breads, but I got those. Uh, I I bought. I've bought like probably I don't even know what now from you. Maybe twenty. I don't even know what I've bought from you. But yeah. um, for, for sure, some of the stuff you 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 um, you gave me uh, that first meeting when we met in the city that time. Yeah, I think I had two pairs of Prestos. I had uh, a para pair of air. Uh, oh yeah, the air, para Max. air Max. Um, I, we had a few things like that. There was some. Oh, I, I think I might have even gotten a Weatherspoon from from you. I think. Yeah, you did get a Weatherspoon, and yeah, yes, because I remember the picture. And there's, a, I wish I could pull it up, but there's a picture of me and you that was on both of our Instagrams, and we're oh. holding like fucking five pairs of shoes each. And yes, there is a Weatherspoon. I thought there was a Levi, or did you trade me a Levi? I did, yes. Yeah. So okay. that's okay. I stopped doing that, but in the beginning, I was I was for the fun of it. I got caught up, and I was like buying and tra- selling and trading too. Now I just buy. Um, but I I won- was that was the first lottery I ever won was the um the Le- the the black denim Levi four. Yeah. And uh, I picked up a couple of them, and the, and I think I either traded you or you sold them, and I traded somebody else. You, yeah. You brokered for me, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, well, th- that's the thing is that I have a, a lot of customers that. They'll have shoes that are worth a lot of money and then they want to get the next release, but they don't have it. I always do trades. I honestly like doing trades because I'm going to buy more shit anyways. So if you're going to just trade me, it's like that works perfectly. Right, right, right. Exactly. I remember we met, I think the place, sorry if I'm wrong. I think it was like Lucky's. It was a bar in New York, right? Yeah, Lucky Jack's actually. Lucky Jack's. Okay. I'm uh, making my dinner. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, you're good. (laughs) Um, but, uh, it, I think it was kind of near extra butter or something like that over in the East village. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was doing stand up at, at this bar. He's, um, I think it's called lucky Jack's and yeah, uh, yeah we right. met, it was so funny. It felt like shady. Like we were on the I street. Know. I was like, I was like handing you money. And like, I was going to say like, because I remember the, the day before the day before that, first of all, I had to fly down and I hate, like, I really try to never ship shoes because like, unless it's to a customer, but if I'm traveling, I don't want to ship all your shoes because if I get there and your shoes don't show up, now I'm fucked. You know what I mean? And, and you're fucked as well. That and happened then, to you? Yeah. So I had to, it, I, I got my... Has that, that, that's happened to you before or no? Oh, oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It has? Yes. Oh, I came down, um, it was actually for... Crystalia, I came down to LA and I brought some shoes and I had shipped them from my, it was one of the first deals I ever did. And I shipped them from my house there and I got there and now the shoes weren't there. 
and oh. I'm fucking trying to track it and it says delayed and then he's texting me are we meeting tomorrow so then I had to just go to the store buy them and I obviously got fucked on the price um, I had oh. to just go to a store buy them and be like yeah, yeah I'm the plug man and it, like I just took oh. a loss but it, I got the I got the point of it you know what I mean yeah. at the end of the day it's not really about making money when, when it comes to like higher profile people it's about these experiences getting to talk to you because i'm a fan of you before all this i've been a fan of you since 2014 2015 so eventually like i get to pick the people that i'm a fan of sell them shoes help you guys out and then be your plug but then i get to like make a relationship out of it that's what i'm here for um right on but i wanted to go back to the lucky jacks thing because now i'm like I'm packing my shoes. I had two suitcases and I had fucking, I had like, I was staying there for like four days. I had like two outfits because I had to jam all my shit in the front pocket. And the suitcases were just sell shoes, every single, like five pairs of shoes in each bag. And now I had to, I took the Uber and I come out with these big bags of shoes and there's like five in each bag. And now I'm going downstairs to like watch your guys' stand-up shows. You and Roy Wood Jr. and and uh, I don't I don't remember who else. Someone else. Sure. Um, and you guys were the main Roy, ones. Yes. And yeah, and I came down there, and then everyone like everyone's staring at me like, and and I didn't really put two and two together. And I was like, wait, I got fucking like a ton of shoes, a ton of money right now. And I just like ran behind the, I went to the bathroom and I hid them in the bathroom and I had just stood at the door like a fucking guard because I was like, there's no way someone's coming in this bathroom without me knowing what's going on. So I had to be on like shoe patrol. But after that, <laughs> did you, did you think it was sketchy? Like, did you feel weird? Like meeting me in an alley, right? Like, how did you feel about that? Cause I apologize uh, if I, I made no, it I didn't sketchy. Feel- I didn't feel weird meeting you, but being in the Lower East Side at like midnight, just with a bunch of shoes and oh on the street, God. and like exchanging, did I? Did we do cash, or did I? Did I? Why did I? Um, do PayPal or something with you? Because if we were holding cash, then I probably definitely was like, "Yo, we got to do this right away." <laughs> yeah, I know. I think I, I want to say you PayPal. I think you PayPal. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think because yeah, it was that would have been too much to do and like. And I remember I got out of the Uber and I was like, "Okay, uh, fucking put these here." And then after, it felt so weird because I basically I weighed my bags when I was going home. They're like, "Is there anything in this?" And I was like, "No, it's a long story. Just fucking let me get home." So, but yeah, man. Um, so another thing I wanted to talk to you about is I'm kind of a germaphobe myself. And I know that, that people people label you as a germaphobe, but I don't yeah. like you're not crazy germaphobe, are you? Nah, I mean, no, no. Like not like those people that like have to live in a bubble and yeah. disinfect everything and have like, you know, it's just like, you know, people like to put you in a box. We, we you know, on the show, it's, it's, it is definitely one of the things that like on Impractical Jokers, um, it, it is one of the things that, they hold against me yeah uh, they they blow it up for sure well i and i definitely in relation to them yeah am pretty bad and don't get me wrong i am i don't know if i'm the textbook like definition that i have like like a medical issue yeah but um i don't have a good immune system to begin with i don't think and then constantly traveling and and like and filming like my my schedule is really tough so if i get sick and sometimes it'll take me like no joke dude like common cold i'll have like six weeks i I can't shake it so i I do everything at all costs not to get in in the first place because then it takes me and there's nothing worse than like having to be on camera or having to be on stage like 
a weekend or a tour and getting up every night and having to exert all that energy and feeling like all you want to do is pass out and go, you know, so, so I kind of like, uh, just really like I'm guarded, you know, with any of that. Plus I just think people now look, I mean, look at it now, now with COVID it's like my nightmare, but, um, I know. you know, I, I don't know. I think people are pretty gross. Like the subway, the planes, no one Dude. just affects that shit. No one touches the and then, bike. And no then one like the I mean, people that go on the planes or on the trains with no fucking socks on, they're holding on to the thing with both yeah. hands and then eating fucking ice cream. I can't. No, I can't do it. I, I, I when I used to bartend, I had um like a like a like a Costco sized um hand sanitizer behind the bar. Oh, that yeah. was like from like that was like 2003 to like 2011. I was known for it. Like and everyone used to tell me like you're de- you're destroying your own immune system and I'm like I don't give a shit no I'm not. <laughs> I know. Yeah, because then there's the other like the people that aren't like us that say like, well, how is your body ever going to build if you don't like touch some gross shit once in a while? But it's like, do I have to risk like if I, okay, if I put my hand on a handrail on a plane, on a plane, not on a plane, on a train, or if I touch something on a plane and now I have to sit there for an hour without being able to clean. Now that hour I want to fucking die because like now I'm just sitting there like, oh my, I can't fucking do shit. And I feel like yeah. I'm stuck. So if it's, it's got to be like... Subway, holding stuff in the subway. Oh, though, I, oh, yeah. In New York, I can't imagine. Subway stuff is terrible. Like, you, I mean, you, have, you see the shit that goes on on the subway. First of all, New York is covered in piss and shit. It's just covered in it. Yeah. Like, it's just, you know yeah. what I mean? So, like, like <laughs> I mean, it's everywhere. Like, don't sit on the sidewalk. It, I mean, even like a bench, like, it's just everywhere. But... You gotta just like if you're gonna hold one of those things, I'll just like I'll do I'll, I'll the guy who's like going like this, trying to like surf, like balance on the subway because I don't want to hold the rail. Oh yeah, I get yeah, that yeah, for yeah. sure, dude. I I think that what's like what's something that you do personally that's a germaphobe thing? Because for me, and I learned this from my dad, so I guess shout out to my dad. But also this fucking <laughs> this is weird as shit. Maybe it's weird. Maybe if you do this, then we're gonna be we're gonna be like next level friends. When okay, I go to a hotel, when I go to a hotel when I'm traveling, I have a thing that watch out for that remote. Watch out for that remote control. Oh man. well, that's yeah, that's going in the Ziploc bag, of course. <laughs> but we we both know that we do that. But I put the I put towels like I'll call for extra towels, and then I'll put towels from the shower to the bed. So and I put them on the ground. That way, when I get out of the shower, I'm not like touching my feet on the ground and Uh-oh. then getting in bed and just. Like all the germs are coming up to my, you know what I mean? Oh boy. Yeah. You're in deep, man. You're in deep. <laughs> I don't like to walk barefoot. Yeah. You just put slippers I'll, on or something. I, and then I, and then I won't wear the socks into the bed. So that's my version of that. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll keep socks on and then in bed socks come off. Like I won't, oh, yeah. cause that floor yeah. is rough as well. But that remote is really bad. Um, yeah. That's a, I, like, yeah. A lot of times now you see now you put this in my head <laughs> now you're like fuck let, i've stepped on so many carpets holy shit i like you know i always i do always walk in and check that the bathroom is clean 100 yeah. percent. like do I, you I look do like under a the bed bed. or any of that or no oh uh, i i you, you can't look under the bed unless it's like a five-star hotel or something like that, you can't look under the bed have you ever looked under the bed and saw some shit you see well i've seen just dirt like but dust balls and shit like that yeah. and I don't even I don't even like to look in the crack 
under the headboard b- behind the pillow, like in the back where like the outlets are. Like sometimes like I got to plug in something yeah. and the outlet is like, and you got to like reach down oh, there. Oh God. I'm always like, oh God, this is. <laughs> yeah. So do, what do but you I'll, do? I'll do it, but like you see stuff. And then that, that night I don't really sleep well. Cause I feel like, like right there is like just dirt and just God. dust and shit. It's all, yeah. It's but, almost um, worse. Cause if you see it, then you know, it's fucking real. Yeah. I don't look. I don't look. You know what I like? Sometimes the bed is a platform bed and the thing goes right down to the carpet. So there is no underneath the bed. Right. Yeah. That happens a lot, which is, I, I can appreciate. I hate when you look under and you just see like right through underneath oh, the bed. I can't, I can't stand that. Yeah. Have you ever been like traveling on the road and like, you got to stop it just like a motel because of weather or anything. And then you're like trapped or do you just not let that happen? Yeah. <sighs> 10 years ago, when we started really traveling in earnest together with the guys, we, um, we weren't as, you know, we, we weren't as successful as we were now. And, you know, it was, it was, we booked travel by the best deal, you know, and, and it didn't matter where it was as long as it was like, and we stayed in some shitholes, bro. Like, really? I mean, like we walked into a place one time and Q walked in. I said, I don't want to stay in this place. I'll never forget it. It was a red roof in. And oh, I was like, yo, I, I don't want to stay in this place. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I just have a bad feeling. Yeah. And they're like, nah, don't worry. Don't worry. I go, all right, I'm going to walk in. I'll do a once over of the room. If there's anything suspect, I'm leaving. You guys can stay. I'll go across the highway to the Holiday Inn Express over there, which nothing against Holiday Inn, but like, it's not even that, that much of it, like an upgrade, right? But no, but even Holiday Inn, I think was an upgrade from oh, Red from Roof. Red like, Roof yeah. Look, and I'm sure there's red roofs that are fine, but yeah. we walked in and we found used crack pipes on the friggin' floor. On Q no walked way. in and found a crack, a, a, a used crack pipe on the floor. So not only was there someone Holy doing shit. crack there, but the but the cleaning people didn't even do a good enough job to 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 Get remove the crack pipe. So then tell me, tell me how much they're scrubbing the toilets if they just pass over the crack pipe. So, yeah, what the fuck? so then, you know, that's started. I remember one time I told this story before, but I, I was staying in a, we checked in late and I was in um, Fort Wayne okay. and we checked in late to this. I don't remember the name of the, of the hotel motel, whatever it was. And it was no vacancy except for the rooms we had. So we had to take them. And I go up to my room, I open the door and the room was carpeted, but not like a nice carpet, like a carpet that like, not even a commercial carpet. It was like a house carpet and it was stained badly. And there was a hole like this big in the sheetrock that just wasn't patched up. And I was like, what? In the wall, in the sheetrock. Like there was just a hole in the wall, like that big. And I was like, yo, there's a fucking hole in the wall. So I, I went over, I looked, I'm like, who knows what's going to crawl out of that? And I called down and I said, I'd like to get another room. And they said, we have no other rooms. You guys check the link. That's it. So I said, I'm going to suck it up. So I took like a, a like a towel and I plugged the hole because I didn't want them to crawl into that. And then I went to lay down and um, there's this like, you know, you ever hear the noise in pipes when someone like either puts on a shower, maybe in an apartment building or a hotel and it's kind of like, or even in your house, the pipes squeak and squeal because yeah. like there's water running through them. So yeah. there was this like loud noise, like, and I was like, oh, someone's like taking a shower, right? So I was like, it'll go away eventually. So I'm laying there. Be and an I just hear. Ending. Yeah, no, no. So it's <laughs> like, 
right? And I'm like, all right. So then I'm like, let me call down again. So I call down and I say, hey, I thought this was gonna, I thought it was someone taking a shower, but like there's this loud screeching noise coming from the pipes for like the last 90 minutes. And the lady's oh, wow. like, what room are you in? And I told her the room and then her response was, oh, she goes, oh yeah, that room does that. <laughs> so it's like, I guess like, I guess there's a pipe that just always does that and a, and a bunch of rooms are always gonna be affected Did by that. I guess say, sick, thanks. It's probably the last room they assigned, and there was no rooms left. We got there at like midnight, and so oh. they put me in that room. I bet you they avoided it at all costs normally. But yeah, man. So I've been in some real, real shitholes. Now it's like just now, just to um, to just deal with being on the road that much. Like I got, I got advice somewhere along the line of like pay the extra money yeah. and get a real nice place because the last thing you want is to be so dead tired or not feeling well or exhausted from travel and then open the hotel room and then you get no relief there yeah you know so they, you they said you always pipe your stuff with exactly God. so it's like all right so now i go for like a place that has nice linens and stuff so at least when i get there i'm like okay this is my little castle for the next day or yeah. week, whatever it is. have you had to like have you had to like cancel a show before and then like just stay in your hotel and just kind of like take the L or what happens if you have to cancel and you're out and you like move, does that not happen for you or what? Meaning like, do, like what, what do I do if a show falls through for any reason? Yeah. Because what if you do, if you show falls through and then you're at a shitty place, are you just yeah, gonna like book yeah. the next flight and get the fuck home? Yeah. Knock on what it's happened in like in my whole career, maybe like maybe two or three times. And it was because I was ill. Yeah. You know, um, so I've been on stage sick. Like I, I won't take off unless I can't stand. So I've been on stage where I've, I, I've been like, give me one second. I've walked to the side, thrown up in a garbage pail and come back out. Oh really? Um, cause other than that, it's canceled the show. And then if, yeah, at that point in our career, that was with the guys. And at that point in our career, we just broke into theaters and we were in Rockford, Illinois. I remember it was like, um, it was like, uh, it might've even been my birthday. And it was like, up to that point, it was the largest audience we ever played. It was 2,300. Oh, wow. uh, and, 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 and I remember coming out and they went nuts. And you just, anytime you graduate a little bit to a little bit more, it, you always are like taken back at like the amount. And that was a big amount. And so I knew I couldn't cancel. And I was just walking off stage and throwing up the whole night. But um, I can't but even the imagine the pressure of like, all these people on top of feeling sick and on top yeah. of doing stand up, like that's a lot. It's wild. It's just like sometimes your adrenaline will get you through it, and then as soon as you step off stage, you almost collapse. Yeah. But there was like two or three, two or three times where um even so did it ever happen to me solo? Solo would be rough because sometimes if I was sick, the other three guys would go on without me. I, I think I was sick once, maybe twice, and we all have been there about one time in ten years, which is not bad. Yeah, no. So that'll crazy. show you how much we actually push. But uh yeah, I guess I would stay. I I, I there's nowhere else because because technically I'll probably be on a plane or a bus the next morning they go to the next place. So there's nowhere I could go, you know? Right. So I'll just order a bunch of friggin' soup and just watch Seinfeld or something like that. Just take you know? the fucking owl. My, my yeah. chat is saying that they, they all appreciate the Brody Lee shirt that you got on. Oh yeah. You can see that shit. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Brody and, 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 uh, God bless him and, and, and his family. Uh, you know, I don't know if people, I guess people, if they know him, they know who he yeah. is, but we, we lost him suddenly, um, you know, this past month, and uh, he was a friend of mine, and Damn. I'm still getting over it, just like a lot of other people. But yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. R. Yeah, R. yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. get some RIPs in the chat for Brody Lee. 
Um, have you always been have you always been a wrestling fan or is this like a new thing for you? Because I feel like I know it's been like the past few years I've seen you. I saw that on the Hey Babe, that outfit was fucking awesome, by the way. And I think you should wear it all the time. It's the shorts with the tee. It's with the pink <laughs> thing. I think it's great. But have you always been since you were a kid or is this kind of new for you? Yeah, I was I was like a wrestling fan as a kid, like anyone else. WWF, yeah. like 1985 Same. to maybe like 92-ish, something like that. And then I grew out, I got out of it. And um, I peripherally watched during the Attitude Era um, with friends that watched, but I wasn't like, like I was. As a kid, it was like, it was real. They were heroes, yeah. that whole kid experience. And then I went a long time without it. I, I got into, because ECW came out and that was like changed the game. And I, I, I would watch then, but not like crazy. And then like about four or five years ago, someone gave me tickets to a SummerSlam. And I went, and from that night, I just got way back into it again. Oh, wow. And uh, I will remember, say, though. Do you remember who, like, the main event was of that one? Yeah, I remember, um, um, speaking of Brody, uh, he was Luke Harper. And I remember at this particular SummerSlam, I believe, um, I think maybe, do you know, do you know wrestling? Or? Yeah, yeah, I've been a okay. wrestling fan. Okay, so yeah. I think I think I think Bray Wyatt was fighting uh, the Undertaker at it. Uh, was okay. pressing Undertaker, and that's when he would walk think, out with them in the back, like Luke Harper and yeah, the other guy and in I the think masks. They, they they actually carried him out, I believe. Oh wow! They like something happened where I think they defeated him, and then they walked him out like back out, like and oh, I, I, that was the summertime. It was like four years ago, five years ago, and um, I, I don't know. I just the next night I went to Raw. Yeah. Uh, and we, I was like, I had to, I went and scalped tickets to Raw the next night. Definitely. And then, um, and then I was there those two nights, like, and they were really good seats. Like the person who gave me the tickets had really good seats at SummerSlam. And then coincidentally, someone was trying to get rid of the tickets. They were front row the next night at Raw. Oh shit. And you grabbed I, them? I think I was, I, I might've been friends with Paige at the time or someone. And then I went backstage and I kind of like met a bunch of wrestlers. I met a bunch of staff and they knew the show and they, um, they were just very kind to me. And then immediately I formed a relationship with WWE and then, and then like they take care of us and like have us, you know, come to shows whenever we want. And I've been awesome. trying try really, real hard to work on a storyline with them for, for many years. And wow. it would like, oh, I was asking, asking, asking. And then we finally got them to say yes a few times. And we were tossing some ideas. It never came to fruition, but, um, but the product AEW now too is like the thing is like, I love wrestling in general and the AEW product. I love it so much. I, it's so goddamn good, and um, and they're in our they're in our on our family of, on the network, you know. Yeah. You know, so like we have an in with them, and a lot of those guys are my friends too. And we've been talking now about doing something with them too. And Maybe a collaboration. I would do, with I would do something with everyone if I, if I could get the chance, you know. Yeah. yeah do you? I mean, because when I watch wrestling, I'm not as huge into it now as I used to be. I'm not, not anywhere near, but. I was big when it was like Edge was in his prime, when John Cena was in his prime, when those Undertaker wasn't too old and like still was making it happen and didn't look like he was struggling to make it happen. But yeah. then I watched like because I, I did like uh, I kind of caught like the rock and stone cold towards the end of WWF. But I was like, I'm pretty young, so I didn't get a lot of it. Um, but then you, I, you, 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 you like uh, 20, young 20s. Yeah, 22. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I probably watched in like 2000, I want to say like 2005, 2008, like Randy Orton versus John Cena was the big thing. But then recently, it's been like fucking Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns. And I haven't been, I'm not huge on that. But then I watched, I think it was called Double or Nothing. It was like AEW's first pay-per-view and it was fucking phenomenal. And it reminded me of that, like, attitude era. Like, it reminded me, they were smoking cigarettes. They were flipping each other off, fucking slamming each oh. other on needles. It's, it's, they're just going for it and they're doing it like the way they want to do it, which is, I love, is like seemingly less politics, is less yeah. like barrier to do the kind of creativity you want to do, which I think people are responding to. But I will say NXT as well has a wonderful product too. And, and they're, NXT is just like light. I mean, they were, I remember when I finally got around to, to watching NXT because there's so much wrestling going on. It's hard to, to keep track, but NXT right. is just awesome too. Shout out to NXT. And I, I will say though, during this, this pandemic, you'd think I would be able to watch more, but I've actually been on a little bit of a wrestling drought because it's just like one, because this is what happens to me. Right. So like I get real busy or there's other things that priorities and I miss but once I miss like a few weeks, I hate going right back yeah. in. I want to go where I left off. And then you start digging this hole for yourself. Because uh, the then it's like, all right, I'll go back and watch, you know, from the day I missed. Now all of a sudden I've missed though two months of wrestling. So yeah. now I got to go back and watch, you know, like, you know, eight times three for just raw is 24 hours of wrestling. Then you got SmackDown. Then you got AW, Then you got NXT. And it's, it's like a lot. It's the same reason I don't watch, um, What's that show with the dragons that that was like really big on HBO? What, um, like Game of Thrones or some shit? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. like everyone's like, you gotta watch it. I'm like, I can't. I'm too far behind. Yeah. Like I can't. It's too much pressure. I don't want. And then that everyone's much talking. I mean, especially in wrestling, because like it'll be like a month ago, and John Cena was like a heel, and like everyone fucking hates him, and then he's feuding with Randy Orton, and then you come in a month later, and like he's not even on anymore. He's left, and it's like he's making a return soon. I feel like I miss a week of wrestling, and it feels like it's a year. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. I mean, I you know what it is. Um, if you start following it to like behind the scenes, yeah, like just kind of the actually the business of wrestling and the and the and the, the blogs and things like that. You know, I, I I for me, I gained a new appreciation in the last few years than I had as a kid because like you know I'm watching it on two different levels now. I'm right. watching you know the storylines and then yeah. I'm also interested in the in the backstage. So you know, it pays off twice and people that like, don't, you know, really get wrestling or don't understand, they don't understand that, that it's like, we all get it. We're all in on it. It's just yeah. like this crazy world. You know, I like escapism, you know, I, yeah. I, 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 that's like, even my shows, my comedy, it's really silly stuff. It's lighthearted stuff. I just like fooling around and like all this stuff. I, I think wrestling is like hysterical. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, besides the fact that they're great athletes, I just love, you know, I just I just like escapism. So stuff like that for me is is just fun. Are you into any like are you into any video games? I feel like I don't I I, I never really heard you talk about too many video games. Are you into that or is that not your thing? Because for it's, me that's like and I, for a lot of people on Twitch, video games is like that's our fucking escape. You got a shitty day, yeah. girl dumped you, fucking COVID. It's like all right, we'll just go into this fake ass world and have a great time. Yeah, I, 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 you'd think I would be, I, I am, and I was my whole life, but not really. And what I mean by that is like, even with the sneakers and the wrestling, I've only gotten into that the last few years. Like I'm getting, I need like things to keep, like as I'm just work more and more and I'm away from home more and more, I just need things to, 
just for fun and just things to actually just make me, you know, just entertain me, you know, but video games is like, I've had every system since Coleco, right? So oh wow, I've had Coleco, I had Intellivision, I actually had Atari before that. And then, then regular Nintendo, Genesis, Dreamcast, and then, you know, PlayStation, PlayStation 2. And then I went from PlayStation 2 uh, to Xbox One. That's how I, I, no, no, no. I did the GameCube and then the Wii. I've done every Nintendo. Yeah. Um, but you know what it is? It's like, I like basic games, man. I just wish they would, I don't have the time. Like it's now to, like, if you have to, if I have to push nine fingers and do like a, some type of combination to pass a ball, I, I, I don't want to. I, yeah. I like the graphics are insane. I'd rather watch my two friends play that are sick at it and just yeah. watch it. Or I, I appeal to any software game maker to just put like an, just make a dumbed down version of like NBA 2K21, right? Like, fine, you could do it realistic. And, you know, in order to just move your right foot, you got to move. Right. But I think they should do like an ABC as well, in yeah. case you want to shoot past and you want to run fast. Like, give yeah. me it. Just give I me that. Because they used to have like, wasn't Atari like a fucking joystick and a button? Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, go back to Genesis or even like, yeah. or even like, PlayStation, you know, I could do four buttons and two on time, but it's just like, I just want to turn a game on. I, now it's like loading for an hour. I got to download the, 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 oh, the yeah. friggin' add-ons and, and then you got to put the disc in and then it loads and now I hit enter and it's like, all right, now I got to fucking create a play, a guy would do the team. Is it, by the time <laughs> I play, I just want to quick play real quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I, that's why I started playing the old systems again. Oh, really? So like, I'll play like the older systems, you know, or like, I can't, I can't play some of these games like that are just like, they, they expect you to play for like 80 hours to beat it. It's just, I'd rather watch people do that, but I can't, I can't. Yeah. My, my generation, my generation kind of fucked gaming up because I feel like your generation was like, we play games to have fun. And now kids are fucking drenched in sweat, fucking 40 hours every week playing the game. And they're getting to a point where they master like everything. And then like every time there's a next, like they master it, they master it. And then they make money off of it. And it's a career, which is great. But I feel bad, I guess, for the people like you that like, dude, I just want to play a fucking game. Like skip <laughs> all the There's plenty bullshit. of old systems to me. I, I imagine if I was young during this time, I'd be right where they are. I mean, yeah. it's an Seeing that people are making a living oh, yeah. playing video games, it's wild. I, I love it, but but yeah, it's like I don't know. I, I mean, it's just it's just it's just a lot. Like I, I think they should make like versions that like you could just jump into and play real easy. You know? Yeah, they have, and they do like they have some versions that's like you could play with these controls. But then if you're the one guy that plays with the old controls, right. playing right. the new, like you're just gonna get shit on. Yeah. And Dude, just, I was watching um a couple days ago. Um, actually, after the after the football games on uh, Sunday, I threw on. I was like, my my cousin was over. And we were watching YouTube videos, and he, we put on um, nerd these nerd rage videos. He called oh, them. God, yeah. And, and it's like a lot of it was like people at um video game tournaments. Yeah, just flipping out, and slamming at, their shit, breaking everything. It's just like, it's insane. It's so funny. What what's something that like? Have you ever had a moment like that? Not maybe with video games, but. What's a time where you were like so fucking pissed? I feel like there's got to be something with Impractical Jokers where you were like oh, so pissed where you just raged the fuck out. <laughs> Not really. No. I mean, um, 
I don't know. It takes a lot for me to rage. Uh, I was, I mean, for Jokers, I was upset one time with with our crew because I thought that the message, like, there was this one bit where this these we had these child actors that were supposed to come up to us in a park and shoot us with a water gun, yeah. and they kept shooting the people like the civilians next to me and like you we can't do that you can't just go up to a, a civilian <laughs> on his lunch break or her lunch break in like in in, in business attire yeah and shoot them with a gun and and i thought that like they they were not telling the kid the right thing to do and so i got upset and and it turned out they were doing that on purpose to get me angry like it was part of the bit oh, so like sometimes people think i got really mad there but i didn't really but really, no, not really. I mean, I don't know what a road rage once or twice, but like, not really. I'm, I'm not that guy, you know. Have, could, would you be able to share? And it's no hard feelings if you can't. Would you be able to share the road rage story? I was. I used to do the bit on stage, actually, if I could even remember it. Um, I had my car got totaled, and I needed a car right away. And I had a buddy who had a, I mean, a hoopty. If you ever seen it, just as beat up junker. And I was like, oh, thanks. And I was like paying him for like six months or a year to use it. Yeah. Just before I like I got another car or whatever. I was driving in that car and this car was, I mean, it was, I don't know if you know this, but like older cars, like when they got old and disgusting, this like the the kind of um the interior material on the roof would just peel actually off. fall. Yeah. It would fall. Oh, my like head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, and people would like thumbtack it or cut it or glue it, but it would just hang down. So there was a tear in that. So the, the ceiling was hanging down. The ashtray was out. The, there was holes in the seats. It was like, it smelled like cigarettes. Okay. And I would drive this car around. And I remember one time a guy cut me off and, and he was with his girlfriend in the car. And then I thought we pulled up to the same light together. And he, he was, he said something to me. And I'm like, you know, like, I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever. And he goes, yeah, your car's a piece of shit. And I was like, what? This isn't even my car. You know, like, yeah. like, I, 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 okay, whatever. I, my car is a piece of shit. Like, I don't even own this car. It's not even my car. And then I'm like, we're like going back and forth yelling. And then the girlfriend recognized me. And so we had already been like yelling at each other for like 30 seconds at this red light, like, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. And then the girlfriend goes, are you Sal from Practical Jokers? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh God. And I was like, yeah. Did you and laugh the, at that God. point or was, were you like fucking annoyed? What? Were, did you laugh at that point when she recognized no, so you? Like, so I was like, kind of like, oh God. Like, I, So I'm like, yeah, thinking we're going to laugh at it or yeah. whatever. And I'm going to drive away or, you know, roll my window back up. I, and uh, he, then the guy, after I said that, he leans over and he goes, oh yeah, your show is a piece of shit. Oh. <laughs> Holy it's shit. In hindsight. In hindsight, to me, it's really funny, actually. Yeah. I give him kudos. Um, and I think I ended up, like, just screaming at him about, not because I was offended, but just, like, fine. Like, you know, I, you won't checkmate me. I'll, like, checkmate you. Yeah. And, uh, and that yeah. was, like, kind of that. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not really. I mean, it worked I don't out really... if you were able to use that for, I mean, it sounds like a great bit to use for stand-up. I'm, it's, it's I'm not doing it justice. It. I haven't done the bit in years. I'm not doing it justice. Yeah. But it, I remember working that bit uh to a place where it was a, it was a, one of my bit one of my better bits at that time i remember that that um the bit that you did with the emails and the pants which is fucking hilarious where you sent the picture wearing her pants and yeah. that like as a, just just wondering back to my want my dream of doing stand-up one day i've thought about doing like something where i bring something visual 
because in my mind it makes it a little bit like like less attention on me and like more attention on this thing that I'm doing and it kind of like I don't know it makes it a little bit softer for me did you feel like like did did that inspiration come when you did that bit like did you think sure, the same so, way yeah no I didn't um but the reason that that bit even came about was my buddy Ari Shafir had a show called This Is Not Happening on Comedy Central. Yeah. And it was a storytelling show um, about like, you know, like, holy shit, this is not happening to me type of deal. And um, he he was like, you know, do you have, like, I'd love to have you on. Do you have anything? And so I went through all these things that had me up until that point. It wasn't a bit. I was thinking about making it a bit. Okay. And so I was okay. like, you know what? Let me workshop this just for your storytelling show. So in essence there, I think it really, I needed that visual aid because it was like part of the big punches of the show to, for me to show myself oh, yeah. in these women's pants. Pictures um, are fucking hilarious. And, and I had to do that in clubs because I had to practice it and get to the stage time. So I was going into clubs with, you know, these things. The big boards, right? And, and you were just flipping yeah, through them? I think people are fine with it because I say this is a story. I'm, I'm, you know, I got I'm working this bit up for a storytelling show. Bear with me. Audiences are totally cool like that. Like even when I do new material and I open up a notebook on stage, or I'm like, this is gonna be some new stuff, and you just kind of be transparent with them. So yeah, it, it it didn't help that I had a prop, but I'll, what helped was I knew the story. Like right. so, in essence, like doing maybe telling a story might be a better way for you to get used to the stage right. than just writing straight stand-up material or straight jokes because you can include jokes and point of, and different points of view in a story and it can still be stand-up you know but you're not leaving yourself to hang out there i mean if you're gonna have to eventually get there but what i like to do is um you you know if the story is true you know the story you know yeah. what happened and you know right? it's good you, confidence you, you know you have a funny story yeah. on your hands and you know how the story went you know the beginning the middle and the end so if you get up on stage part of in the beginning what i recall is you're nervous that you're not going to remember the punchlines remember the setups remember all your material and so you're trying to remember jokes you wrote but if you get up there in the beginning telling a story there's no remembering because it happened to right. you. you you're not trying it. to remember something you know it and yeah. so Part of the beginning is getting a little bit of confidence on stage and confidence comes with being assured of yourself. So if you're getting up there and you're talking about something that already happened to you, you're kind of giving yourself a little bit of a head start because right. you, you'll have the natural confidence to tell a story that happened to you just like you would to me right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I would oh. couple that with something that you have a strong opinion about or that you're passionate about. If you have a real strong opinion, that will come out right away too. And that will at least give you confidence and it will appear as confidence to them. Right. So those are, those are little tricks when people tell me they're just about to get up. And I would say you should start with something that you have a real strong opinion on okay. or a story that happened to you so that when you get up there, you can go into autopilot and not worry about all the other things that are trying to come into your head because you're so nervous. Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. great advice. I do my, like part of my stream is that like on Thursdays I do story time and then we have people call in and I've told, I mean, there's plenty of stories that I've told, even goofy ones like meeting Sal Volcano in a fucking alley. Like there are things that I've done. That's kind of, I have great stories that, that I, I guess I didn't really think to take a story and like use that as the bit. Um, so that's, that's fucking awesome. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. Might and, not work. <laughs> what'd you say? I said it might not work. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's, it's a, it's more direction than I had before because yeah, the truth <laughs> is like if, if I were to just write down a bunch of bits, I, I feel like 
you it would really especially someone that's fucking not confident on stage if i am like i got this this and this and i do one joke and then the audience doesn't like it i could just picture like i'm fucked like i could picture that like slowly breaking me down right. here's, here's why you're not fucked first of all the first time you're doing this is going to be at mike's um, and you're gonna go up there for between two and five minutes, really. I mean, so you only got to get enough to get you three minutes in. And also, you should know at Mike's, no one's really laughing anyway. Right. It's it, it's a lot of other comics. You know, it's it's just a place for you to get on stage, say the stuff over and over, get some repetition in, and get more comfortable. So don't be don't be concerned necessarily. I mean, you want laughs, but yeah. don't be concerned with getting on stage immediately and being like, I'm not getting laugh after laugh. And it's not gonna right, work right, that right. way. That's true. You know? And just also address the elephant, right? So if you say a joke and it doesn't work, maybe acknowledge it and say, well, that didn't work. And I was hoping for this or that. Or then just talk about it. Like workshop the joke with the audience. Let them into it. You know, because if you, if something happens and you don't acknowledge it, you're building up this tension in the room that doesn't really need to exist. Because they're like, oh, he messed up. You want to make everyone feel comfortable. That's another trick. Like, you know, if you can make the people watching you feel comfortable and they don't feel nervous for you, because you're going to look nervous. You're going to maybe be nervous. But if you can, like, (laughs) break that tension, just break the tension anytime you can. Because then you're saying, I'm self-aware. And when you're self-aware, it's a little bit better than if they're watching up there and they just see you flailing like you're drowning. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thank you. I pre- I mean, that you're the person that I wanted to ask because I know that like some other people, if you ask them about stand up, they don't take it as serious. When I did, I did Burt Kreischer's podcast, and the the reason why I started my own podcast, like I I knew that I wanted to do do stand up, but like I was kind of being a pussy, wasn't ready, and then I knew that I had stories to tell, but I didn't know where to tell them. I did Burt Kreischer's podcast randomly when I sold him shoes. And then after that, he was like, I just had Ron Funches on. And dude, you're almost better than Ron Funches on the mic. And we were laughing. And then he's like, you should start a fucking podcast. And then I was like, all right, I got it. Like, this was that was the sign. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah. And I know that we're kind of, we're getting on like your time a little bit. We're, we're getting close to an hour. So I have the next two bits um, I want to, because you do that show Taste Buds with Joe DeRosa, which is a great fucking podcast. For any of the foodies that are watching, by the way, Twitch, um, Taste Buds on YouTube, it's a fucking hilarious podcast. And if you're a foodie, it's genuinely interesting because I like, it's, through quarantine, I've been cooking, that's all I do. And I've kind of gotten turned on to edibles. So eating snacks is a great thing for me. And when you, there was the, there was the episode that you did that, that was called Combos vs. Doritos. And I'm a fucking combos guy. And it seems like you're a guy. Yeah, you're a combos guy, too. I fucking hate Doritos. So <laughs> I, no, I, don't, I don't even dislike Doritos. But if they're going ahead to get in, against combos, I've had enough Doritos in my life. I want yeah. the combos. I feel like Doritos yeah. is great if you're under if you're under eight years old. But once you become a man at <laughs> set at 18, it's fucking combos time. So I know I, I know. I know. It's funny that we're like, listen, if you're a foodie, watch this. And we're like, combos. <laughs> I know. It's like fucking, I got, I got some it's questions. It's not so much here. that we're foodies. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I guess it's not that we're foodies, but we're passionate yeah. about what we snack on, I guess. Sure. We're, we're yes. passionate people that like to get a little, a little high and eat some shit sometimes. <laughs> um, so I got some questions here yeah. and it doesn't have to be like a speed round, but I just want to get, I just want to get your your answers here. So in your opinion, what's the best, the best flavor pop tart? First one. 
Uh, s'mores. S'mores. Okay. Not not hot fudge sundae. I, I, so here's the thing. I'm not a pop tart guy. Oh wow. I didn't even think of pop tarts, dude. Pop, I bet you if if DeRosa likes pop tarts, we'll have a battle on our hands. Oh, yeah. Because I would I didn't grow up a pop tart guy. Okay. So I didn't eat them. So the only ones I I don't like I, I didn't want, like the fruit ones were a little too sweet for me. And then I tried the um I guess the s'mores one, and I was like, oh this is this is pretty good. But I I don't get them a lot. So maybe okay. I'm missing out. And you know what I've never done? I've never put them in a toaster either. You've never put a pop tart in a toaster in your fucking life? No, I just wow. I just eat them like out of the package. Like I know, oh, I know, dude. Yeah, see, okay, here I'm like. I'm all for the toaster move. There are people that put them in the freezer. I can't believe I haven't. Now that I'm saying, I'm, I'm shocking, shocking myself. Yeah. Next pair of shoes I send you, I'm sending you fucking Pop-Tarts, bro. I'm, I'm <laughs> just putting them in the box. But, but the, the, the thing is that, especially with the s'mores one, the, micro, or the, the toaster makes it because the toaster melts the chocolate and then it makes it hot. Saying it out loud, I, I sound like a, a, an idiot. I'm like, how, do, how have I not thrown that in the toaster? You know what it was? I think I didn't own a toaster. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, well, that's fair. No, but you got to heat that shit up, though. Yeah. You so, wait. So I so burn you, them. You... I burn like, yeah, burn them okay. so they're crunchy. I love, I love my bacon, my toast, my yeah. wild. I love everything burnt. I love the taste of burnt. Dude, but... if you burn a fucking s'mores Pop-Tart, you'll be in heaven. Okay. So, that's what I'll do. But I ask you, if I'm going to try one, you say to try, which one would you I, I say hot fudge sundae. Okay. I think I've only ever, no joke, dude. I think maybe a bite or, but the only one I've ever bought and actually had is s'mores. I didn't even know hot fudge Sunday like exists. I don't oh, know yeah. the product. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So next. I'm going I'm to get it and I'm going to, I'll text you and let you know how, how it was. Okay. Perfect. Next one. Yeah. Do you like, I don't know if you're an eggs guy, but scrambled or sunny side up? I like eggs. I got to be in the mood, but if I had to choose one, it's uh, scrambled is how I grew up. So okay, same. Sunny side up was more like as I was in a like I, I became older. It's like what you order in a diner or something. But as a kid, you know, it's scramble all the way. You okay, know? yeah, and people, I don't know what people call it over easy, anything like that. Scrambled is my answer as well. I will say too, it's like you could do like. An over easy egg, you do it one way and it tastes one way. But I've had many different types of the way that people approach a scrambled egg. And I yeah. feel like if they do it really good, if it's really light and fluffy and like yeah. butter, buttery, it could be better than just a, that, that other type. Of yeah, I don't like egg. when it's like hard and fucking rubbery. That's not, I'm not a fan yeah. of like shitty scrambled eggs. Uh, okay. Yeah. How about ranch on pizza? No way in the world. Okay. That's, that's one that people, I think as Italians, we're like told that like, that's not a fucking thing we do, but there are <laughs> oh, a lot don't of get people, wrong, man. I mean, sometimes when you're taking those edibles, anything goes, but it's true. it just sounds gross to me. And I'm not a huge fan of ranch to begin with, okay. but I, I, people do that. Right. Is it, but how did, oh, yeah. how did ranch, how did that start though? I think is it like a is it like a Domino's thing? Like they used to give ranch to dip or I something? I think they would get like I think it came from yeah like pot, uh fucking Pizza Hut like would start giving yeah. the box of pizza and then like the breadsticks and then the sauce in one thing. And there was yeah. a guy on edibles that was probably like, dude, the fucking ranch this belongs. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure if I'm you know if, if it you're just overpowers just the highest, it though. You're high as shit and you dip a piece of pizza into some ranch. I'm sure I'll I'm sure I'll be fine. I just it doesn't sound like something I outwardly do. Uh, okay, that's fair. Now, when it comes to wings, are you a flats or a drumsticks guy? Uh, drumsticks. 
Really? Yeah, huh. you mean like the you mean like the like yeah, I mean cuz the other one you got to kind of get in between the the two like the But if you if you okay, maybe okay. You know what? If you take the thing like the flat, you know it's got like two just, bones like, like this. Yeah, you go like this, right? You go like that and you pull it out. Well, there's people that it. do that, but I break it in half and then I eat it like clean, like two bites. I just break it in half. Okay, I don't want to break bo the bones. I I, oh, really? I I yeah, like I don't want to snap the chicken. Like it's already we already fucked the chicken up big time. You know, like the chicken <laughs> okay. was done. The chicken was taken from his family. His head was cut off. He was defeathered. He got dipped in fucking buffalo sauce, That's thrown true. in a fry. I don't want to do that. I don't want to snap a bone okay. in order to have it to have a treat. Okay. You know, That's... I just I'm fine. Like the drumstick is like it's like just eat around it like almost like a corn on the cob, and then you just throw it away. Okay, it's kind but of like me. Less... It's kind of getting disrespectful when you start fucking thing up. <laughs> it's not necessarily disrespectful so much as like I don't know if I'm, I don't love breaking a bone you know like that's it's just fair. snapping a bone in half i'm like oh you know? that's fair okay <laughs> so we got one i'm not saying not i'm not saying i'm right i'm just saying for me i don't no, want to snap bone right before i throw it into my mouth okay so um now this is a big one for my chat because i've talked about this in my chat before oreos or chips ahoy oh yeah that was episode one of taste buds i'm oreos all the way on that Okay. Oh, wow. I fucking missed that one. Your Oreos over, yeah. chi over Chips Ahoy. Wow. I'll tell you what. When I was young, Chips Ahoy was a good, it was a contender. It yeah. was. And I think we talk about this on the podcast, but most products have fallen off. They found ways to cut corners. They're smaller. The ingredients aren't as strong, as, as good. Um, and if you, if you put an Oreo or a Chips Ahoy from 20, 30, or 40 years ago next to one from right now, it is different. Really? So I just think Chips Ahoy for me is inconsistent. I get some that are undercooked sometimes. They don't have enough chips in them. They're really small now. Okay. It, it tastes like, to me, it tastes like processed. Like It doesn't really taste like, don't get me wrong, a, chip, a chocolate chip cookie in general is the best, you know, it's still oh, number one. But I agree. Chips Ahoy from Nabisco, I'm taking an Oreo. I think an Oreo still tastes truer to what it was and... The Oreo, nothing tastes like a, nothing tastes like an Oreo. It's yeah. like in a league of its own. And it's, I love dunking them. I just think Oreo is a stronger choice. What's you your favorite? Them. What's your favorite flavor of an Oreo? Like when they do those like peanut butter, mint, the reverse colorway. Do you get in at any of that or no? I'll try those out of curiosity, but I'm straight, straight a ridge. Original okay. till I die. Wow. Yeah. I, think I don't mind like a mega stunt. With a peanut butter. I've had the peanut butter. It's good. It's good. I've had a few of them, but they get crazy. There was like a Swedish fish one. Oh, yeah. Like dude, oh, fuck, that's too much for me. Oh, you know what I did? I ordered um I I found out that in like I think it's like Japan or something like that. Uh there's like no joke, there's like 50 flavors of Kit Kats. Did you know this? No. Yeah, so I went on eBay just, you know, for the hell of it and I ordered like this package of like Kit Kats and they come in like the two stick ones that are like it's like 50 flavors and they're everything from like green tea to like oh. pomegranate to mint chocolate chip I know but I was intrigued and are I got good? it and nah most of them again the original you know just yeah, something about the original can't beat the originals yeah. that's that's fair um what's a weird food combination that you do something that's maybe not as popular so okay so I don't know if this is weird, but I, I it's been a year, a couple of years since I've had it, but 
Growing up, my dad used to make peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Okay. Have you ever had that? I do that. Well, I will say this. I dunk my cookies in any single drink I have. I do not discriminate. So people Gatorade? often talk. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, like what? Okay, I'll, whoa. I'll, I'll get I'll get way more gross. All right, so I love to dunk cookies no matter what. I don't care. So I've been told by many people that I'm batshit crazy because I'll dunk it in soda. I've dunked it. I'll dunk it in water. I don't care. I'll dunk it in water. I love dunking just below milk. I dunk in orange juice. I love it. Wait, are, is this before the edible or after? No, this is my whole life, dude. I dunk <laughs> cookies in it. I've dunked, I've dunked, this is the, the kicker. I've, I dunk my cookies in Theraflu because like, uh, <laughs> I mean, when I'm sick. No, dude, dude, I don't know. I don't know. It's a hot wow. lemony drink. I don't give a shit. I can't taste anyway. I got the flu. If I'm going to even try to throw down an Oreo, I go right in there. There's something about like, you know, well, tea and coffee, right? You, you've yeah. done that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, coffee. Yeah, I actually think chocolate chip cookies and coffee, it makes like this toffee vibe and it's fucking great. Dude, have you ever dunked? This is an old ta- old school Italian thing. Uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know if it's permeated, you know, like everywhere. Biscotti, but biscotti or whatever it's called. No, no, but old school Italians will uh, butter their Italian bread and dip that in the coffee, and eat butter, dip dip their buttered Italian bread in oh, coffee. That's that's fucking, That's too old for me. Holy no, sh- let me tell you something right now. It, if you think it sounds gross, I promise you. It's if you like coffee and you yeah. like bread and butter, it's it's not bad. It's just all of those things together. It's what is good. it? What is it like? Butterscotch flavor? Like I'm trying to think of like. No, no, it just tastes. It just tastes like all those things like in one shot. But it's like wow. the bread soaks it, and then it melts the butter a little bit. So if you put a pad of butter on there, and like you, the butter starts to melt, but then you still got the crunch from that outer layer of the Italian bread if you don't dunk too long. And it's just like, it's really good because you get the buttery and then you get the crunch and you get the, the coffee. It's, it's good. Jeez. You should try it. I had, a, I had a buddy that you said, when you said peanut butter and bananas, I used to have a friend and he was kind of like, I don't, he was like, he lived on a farm. He would ride horses. He had that vibe going and he would eat peanut butter and mayonnaise in a sandwich. Nah, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Isn't that fucked up? That is, I've never heard of that. And I've heard of like, you know, we've all heard of the gross stuff, but yeah. I even got to be in the mood for mayo, um, but I'll put it on. But, but I, you just, that's the grossest thing I've, I think I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even, I don't even understand. I don't even, my brain is trying to wrap I, I can't even. And the texture you mean, is like, like creamy and like fucking, like you get no like bounce to the fucking creaminess of peanut butter like the jelly's cold or the jelly's sweet this is like disgusting i know i'm gonna clip this and send it to him and be like dude fuck you man because you should um (laughs) oh my god i don't even know if i would try that as a like as a goof as a like i don't even think i would try that because because then you can't get that taste once you taste that you'll know you'll be like oh i don't want to be i don't want to be able to call up what it tastes like in the future like i don't even want to try it's, it's just, I'm out. Now, I have a thing. I don't know if this is from being Italian, but obviously you're from New York, and I'm, sh- I'm sure you prefer New York pizza over Italian, or over Chicago, right? Uh, good pizza is good pizza, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm um, you know, I'm, I'm biased to what I grew up on, but I okay. mean, I've had a deep dish that blew my balls off, you know? 
Do you eat because I think that when it comes to thin crust, like New York f- takes the cake all the way. Chicago's thin crust is okay, but New York you just can't beat it. And New York's pizza is like two bucks at most places, and it still beats it. But I eat when it comes to like deep dish or anything like that. I use a fork and a knife, and all my friends call me a pussy. And what do you think of using a fork? Do you use a fork and a knife when it comes to deep dish, or do you eat it with your hands? With deep dish, I give a pass. I think you have it however you want to have it. I, I mean, okay. it's 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 a it's a meal. I mean, it's this thick. I mean, you know, I don't. I'm not saying I that I I, I would or wouldn't, but I, I wouldn't fault anyone for doing it. It depends. It, it, honestly, if I'm at a place and I have something on that I don't want to get ruined or anything, I might hit it with the fork and knife. That okay. was a Seinfeld episode, I think, where they're oh, like sure Snickers. <laughs> yeah, it's just because it's it's. I mean, it's cleaner at the end of the day, but it's also like I actually well, think it tastes this. better. What's up? I I I I don't know. Um, I I I thought it was a New York thing. Maybe it's not, but we fold the pizza here yeah do you guys do you guys fold it there i know you can't fold a deep dish but like yeah i mean our th- from what i know whenever i order th- it like this like as a, as a triangle or no when you get pizza- I'm, I'm a big fan of the fold i actually sometimes when i go to new york and it would be like late at night and i was starving i would get two pieces and i would put them just like this like dry sides up okay but then i learned this is dude this is gonna blow your fucking mind Never okay if you fold it because everyone folds it dry side up, right? Like, so your your hand is touching the crust and then you eat it. But when you put it in your mouth, if you think about it, the crust is touching your tongue first. If you fold, yeah. it's fucking messy. But if you got if you got a, a minute and you don't have white pants on or anything, fold it the other way and then have the cheese yeah. touch your tongue first. And it's like, it's like you've never had pizza before. I, I, I'm going to try that the next time I have pizza. The only thing I'm thinking is you fold the other way the sauce and the cheese and the, and if there's any oil, you're, you're, you're going to be screwed. It's, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah it's sloppy. You got to do it. You got to assess the pie first, and yeah. maybe as long as it's not like right out of the oven, you know, if it's been sitting there, maybe yeah. you just get it warm, just a little warm. That'll work then. Out yeah, of the oven, I think. Like, you're yeah, it is. It is great though. And here they cut the. We get like square cut when it comes to thin crust. You have to tell them like do it pie cut for most places that I've ordered from at least. Whereas I feel like I've never seen a, a little square like you can't even fold the little piece of shit slices they give you in Chicago. In New York, they give you something this big. You have yeah. to make it like to fit in your mouth. Yeah. So no, I want pizza so bad right now. <laughs> I know this is making me want pizza too. Um, okay, this is the last food question. Then we got a couple Q and A like little fan questions, and then we could wrap it up. Um, so this is a big one for me, but when you think of like the goat cookies, it's like Oreo, uh, Chips Ahoy. That's like what most people know as, or like know as like the big ones. But what do you think of like Fig Newtons or Nutter Butters? Sure. Uh, Nutter Butters are great. I, I, I think they're solid. Um, I think they're probably, I'm trying to think of what other peanut butter, what's their competitor as far as peanut butter cookie goes. Um but no, I like a nutter butter, man. I like I like peanut butter and I like to dunk. So nutter butter for me is is great. And Fig Newton gets. I, I'll tell you what. If I'm in the mood for a Fig Newton, yeah, uh, then it's then I'm like this is delicious. Yeah. If I am not in the mood for a Fig Newton, I'm like I don't understand how I've ever eaten this. That's <laughs> that's a real. The Fig Newton is um is like an anomaly to me. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm like this is no way, and then sometimes I'm like this is great. I, I don't buy 
Fig Newtons. I don't think I've ever purchased the Fig Newton wow. yet. I've had them, which is odd. I, 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 I guess Fig Newtons get no fucking respect in the game. And they really don't have a competitor because what other cookie like is doing the what fruit is soft? Is it bun? like what is it? What's in that thing? Is it like prune? What is yeah, it? Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, one of the like the yeah, fruits that nobody really gives a fuck about. They found a way to make it happen, but but it, it stood the test of time. And I tell you what, Fig Newton, I'll give props to. Like I gave props to the combo. I don't see them advertised yet. They still, they still are yeah. in the game. So to me, that means something. And you know? how the combos, how you said that the combos, you get like the chip and the dip in one. You kind of get yeah. the same thing with the fig noon because it's it's not a dry thing. Like it's got the it's got the jelly. Whatever the fuck, I'm I'm sure the jelly's made out of some like animal intestines or some shit. But it's got a refreshing thing to it. It's not dry. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's straight up like what is it like? It's almost like a streusel or something. I think it's like I think it's is it prune? I don't know what the what's in it. I thought it was like dates or something. It's one of those. Oh, prune, it, maybe it it's dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, so. no, I I can think of I can think of Fig Newton, but it's funny because I only ever have a Fig Newton if where I am has it. Like I, I've never I've never purchased them. I don't know. Do you yeah. buy them? Um, so I when I do buy them, I do kind of like try to hide a little bit because I'm embarrassed. Um, you you know I don't know many twenty like twenty two year olds that eat Fig Newtons. That's Dude, I'm funny. a rare breed. I'm telling you right now. But the thing is, when yeah. I get when I when I get high, if I take an edible, even if I'm not when I get high, I don't get like blasted out of my mind. I literally take like two and a half to five milligrams, and because I'm a lightweight and I keep it lightweight, I don't like dabs. I don't like smoking weed. I'm edibles only. But I in my I have a drawer that I have like my snacks in, and when I have the munchies. It's like every fucking flavor you could imagine I want and I make sure I make it happen. I go from like combos to nutter butters to making eggs to fucking chocolate milk to do you How get like right now, right? How great is it like when you're high, right? And then the thing you're eating at the time you're eating it and chewing it, you're like, yo, this is the best thing ever, right? And then you're <laughs> eyeing the next thing. I know. And you're like, this tastes so good. Do I have another one of these? Or do I move on to the next thing? <laughs> and you're like, all right, you know what? I'm going to move from Nutter Butter to this next, like, yeah. I'm going to move to the Fig Noon, right? So then you, you you push the Nutter Butter, then you eat a Fig Noon, and then immediately you're like, fuck the Nutter Butter, man. The Fig Noon, <laughs> where is that? It's like, whatever you're eating in that moment is the best thing. Yeah, I know. It's weird because it's the best thing, but it's just not like quite good enough to last like one nutter butter two nutter butters puts me over i actually dunk nutter butters in chocolate milk because it gives me like a reese's vibe but then like two two of those and i'm like i hit the sweet like the sweet bar is good but now i need something salty and now i need lifesaver like lifesavers is my like ending note it's always my ending because lifesavers gives you like the refreshing fruit on your and like and you're not like taking like not like peanut butter and then you have a pasty ending yeah, note. Yeah, you have a whole system. You know what's good? If you get a lifesaver and you kind of just suck on it slowly. That's what I do. That's what I do. Do a little damage control yeah. so you're not shoving <laughs> yes. tons more stuff in your mouth. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, you're right. I can go to salty. I And you know what it is too? I like, I almost, it's like, it's almost like I'm eating, like I'm eating, like I have to eat all my food groups. Like it's healthy. I'm like, I have my, like if I'm high, I'm like, I have my sweet. I'm like, am I going pretzel, potato chip? Where am I going for myself? I, I do the same thing. I, I don't awesome. feel as bad. That's awesome <laughs> that I have someone that relates to me because I have friends that they like, when they get high, they just crush a bag of chips and then they go to bed, but they eat the whole fucking thing. 
Whereas like, you, I think you're the, literally the first person that relates to me where it's just like, we need a fucking smorgasbord to cover our needs. I'm all about variety. Even when I go to a restaurant and when I order food from like delivery, yeah, I'll get like five apps instead of an entree because I, because I don't yeah. want to commit to, I want to try, like I either want to try like what this restaurant has to offer as much as I can in one shot. So I can, I, cause like if I'll order, if I order like five or six things from a restaurant, Right. Like not that I'm gonna eat them all. Usually I'm if I'm with my girlfriend or friends or whatever. I like because then I could be like, oh, all five of these six of these things are good. I come back to this place. You know? Yeah, that's that's a good you system. Know? Yeah, but if, if 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 one thing's good and like four other things suck, then I know this place isn't gonna be consistent. And yeah, you don't you don't call them back. Um okay, so that's that's the end of the the food thing. And I hope you really do capitalize on that Pop Tart idea, because I would love to see a Pop Tart episode. Cause there are people that stand by fruit flavored pop tarts and they don't budge and then there's the the dessert guys that we love s'mores or the hot fudge sundae like that that'll be a great episode i'm texting DeRosa right now how do you feel about pop tarts <laughs> perfect oh yeah so for you for you guys for your listeners or whatever like um taste buds uh podcast you can find it on youtube or wherever you get podcasts and then i do another one called hey babe which is just more of a just an open-ended comedy podcast again both of those you could find the full videos for on uh we put them on a channel that we call the no press network on youtube yeah it's awesome. so you can get them there or wherever you get podcasts but i texted so joe de rosa is um my buddy who does taste buds with me and i just text him how do you feel about pop tarts he usually gets back to me right away i'm interested okay. to see if we what he feels yeah. yeah, I got a. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you that one more. Let me ask you something. Okay. If he's into pop tarts and can defend them, what do you think? Who, what product do you think would be the the right product to go up against pop tarts? Like pop tarts versus something. Yeah, like we're about to do. I think we're about to do like a devil dog versus a Twinkie. I think. Okay. She's like. Sometimes we just did peanut butter and jelly sandwich versus grilled cheese. Yeah, I like, saw that one. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be exact. But like, it just depends, you know? So like, I'm thinking what, what would face a Pop-Tart? Would it be a breakfast treat or just a pastry? I was or... kind of thinking like, I was kind of, I, I don't know why my mind goes to like cupcakes because with cupcakes, you, like, I guess it's not, it's not the same whereas a cupcake could be freshly baked. But when I think of like store-bought shit that's sweet, cupcakes got frosting, so does the Pop-Tart. They both have like the vanilla core or like the vanilla like tart part. Um, and then sometimes a cupcake could be filled with shit, and so is a pop tart. Yeah, 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 yeah. People maybe, are saying maybe. toaster strudels, toaster strudels versus pop tarts. That I guess could be another one. Oh, is that is that that basically is the same thing then? Huh? Just toaster another- strudel is like the I get not like the gourmet version, but that's like the like it's I don't know it's a few fucking you can make it for breakfast. I would eat it at night. But- I think I think pop tarts though. The reason I wouldn't do that is because I think pop tarts would openly demolish toaster strudels and we want to make it a game because i think right. pop tarts are, are the more popular one i'm thinking maybe something from the entomans line maybe would go up against a pop tart nicely maybe oh, you know like, like those mini donuts or something yeah like, like maybe those maybe the mini chocolate donuts or something like that okay. yeah entomans, honestly, entomans. because pop tarts cover so many different flavors you could maybe just run it against like yeah run it against like a brand or they like a hostess in general or pop tarts in general yeah. something like that we were going to we were going to we were going to do entomans against each other but it might be better to just take entomans out and put it against pop tarts but it's you so can also I... do the pop tarts against each other as well because there's so fucking right. many yeah 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 okay so right. um, I'll t- there's something to chew on 
Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so we got three final questions. These should be quick. Um, Akif asks, what's one way you got your name out there before Impractical Jokers? What did you do to get to get your name out there? Um, me personally? Yeah. Well, I mean, me, I mean, before Jokers, you know, my name wasn't out there in that way, but like uh, our comedy troupe was. So what, the guys that I make Jokers with, um, we've known each other for 31 years. We met in 1990 in high school. Right. And uh, in 1999, those guys and I started a comedy troupe together called the Tenderloins. And okay. um, right. so from 99 until the show aired in 2011, that's how we did comedy as the Tenderloins. And even now it's in the, it's in the opening credits of the show. Right. So that was more of uh, what we did. And we, we rode the boom of, um, believe it or not, the 2006 initial boom of YouTube and MySpace. Wow. And we, um, we used to only perform live doing sketch and some improv. And then we decided to start filming sketches and putting them up on MySpace and you and YouTube and somebody there liked us and put us on the homepage. And um, I think back then the homepage was static. So if you went to the homepage and I went to the homepage, yeah. it wouldn't be populated by what we watch, which it, it's curated now. Right. Back then we'd see the same video. So when they, when someone, the power that powers that be, when they took your, your video and put you on there, they made that choice. And in one and in one afternoon, you can get a million, like 500,000 views because it was everyone's homepage. So yeah. we did that. And then somebody put us up and that's how we first got our name out there. Like, wow. Just okay. putting stuff online. Jeez. Yeah. I didn't even, it's like crazy. Cause now we got Instagram, Snapchat and like, I kind of, you just forget about all those when you're like suffocated by all these new, all this new shit. I think if we would have made the YouTube channel in 2006, when we first uploaded our videos, and stuck with that to yeah. right now, I might be a freaking the way that I hear that like people's view, the views they get now, and yeah. the money they make from YouTube now. Oh, yeah, damn. There's not a lot of oh, to be fair though, there's not a lot of OGs that really started and wrote it out though. Um, yeah, like there's a lot of new, like Jake Paul is the biggest celebrity on, on which unfortunately I'm not a big fan of him, but Jake Paul is one of the biggest guys on there, and he just started like a handful of years ago. It's not like he was there since 06. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of OGs, but it's like, I think I agree with your guys content for sure. You probably could have made the show based off of just like, just made the show on YouTube. I think back then there was a, the, the big, the big, there was a few accounts. One was like a kid with a high pitched voice. I think his name was Fred. It was the weirdest. It was for kids, I think. But one was this thing called Smosh, which I also think was just a couple of guys doing sketch comedy. Yeah, I don't know if they're still on. I have no idea. I just remember that from back then. I don't know. I, lo I lost your audio. There it is. Nope. Can you hear me now? Now I can, yeah. yeah. Okay, thank God. Um, yeah, I was just saying that, you know, f like Fred and Smosh, they have their OGs, but they're not as like as popular now as where they used to be. Like nobody really like talks about, oh my God, that Fred video. Whereas like Jake Paul trends like every other month. Um, next one, Isabella asks, how did you and the rest of the Jokers come up with the idea for the show? Did you expect it to do so well? I know the answer to this, but for the viewers, this is one that I'm sure they're dying to hear. Yeah, no, we never expected it to, to do so well at all. I mean, you can never you hope, but no. So this yeah. is all a big surprise and a nice, uh, nice bonus. Um, we were already doing comedy and, uh, our internet video, speaking of, got us uh, on a couple of shows that got us an agent. 
And then once we had an agent, we had an in to go and pitch shows. Right. And so he would set up these meetings for us to go and pitch TV shows. And so once we had him had that in, then we shifted our focus to never mind, you know, the internet videos, let's create shows. So that kind of switched our gears. And then the, the funny story about jokes, which I've told many times, but um, this particular time we had pitch meetings set up. Uh, well, they call them general meetings, right? right. So you pitch something if you want, but also it's an introduction. It's kind of like, not really like, it's kind of a BS meeting, but we wanted to go in there and pitch something. We didn't have any ideas yet. So we had the meetings, the pitch meetings booked before any ideas. And we just got yes. together for lunch and we got together for lunch one day and we're like, just thought of anything we could. And we came up with the idea for jokers at lunch. And then we, the four of us took our cell phones we went into Manhattan and we filmed like four or five bits hidden. Like those are I was like Patreon, I, right? It was going to, I might put it up on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. And so like, we would just be like, all right, let's try to do this. Let's try to go in to Sephora and Times Square and speak a fake language and just see what happens. Or let's go into Victoria's <laughs> secret and get lingerie for ourselves. Or, right. you know, I think we went to a midnight, it was a Tyler Perry movie. I forget what the movie was. But we had to just get up and announce and just apologize for shitting ourselves. Like, it was very Jeez. like, you know, the, the seeds of, of, of the show. And we went and we taped it. And then we went into the, the pitch the meeting. meeting with the idea and the cell phone footage that we thought of and shot like four days earlier. Literally. And they bought it. I mean, we had a lot of failed stuff before that. Yeah. Failed pitching, failed pilots for, for the couple of years that we were grinding. But it was really funny that we had the meeting before the show idea. And so, no, we would have never guessed that this would and It's interesting that sometimes you, like, overthink something and you, you, like, get in love with the idea of what could happen with it. Whereas sometimes that spur of the moment idea could be even better or funnier or clearly gets that one gets picked up. Like, sometimes yeah. overthinking can hurt you more than Heaven help up. you. Yeah, you never really know. I thought we had other ideas that were as good or better or what have you. And, you know, you never know what's going to go. You know, just yeah. just hope you just got to keep doing it. You keep creating opportunity and hope something sticks. Yeah, definitely. For all the viewers out there, keep grinding. Don't give up. Um, the last question is from some younger fans, um, Talia, Ayla, and Sophia. They ask, in your opinion, which was the worst punishment that you ever had to face on Impractical Jokers? Oh my God. Um, maybe the, maybe the Jaden Smiths or no. Pretty bad. It, oh, it's a permanent one. That is pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, yeah. Cause a lot of them, I could go at this point after 10 seasons and nine seasons, I could, it's hundreds. So it's like, how, how is one worse than the other? But uh, for those who don't know, um, I was for one of them, I got a tattoo and I, I wasn't allowed to approve it or look at it until it was done. Right. And it turned out that my buddy uh, Joe put, a very accurate portrait of Jaden Smith on my thigh. And um, I, I, uh, you know, I got to live with that. I, I met him afterward um, down the road and I showed him it. I didn't know him. And he was like, what? He must've thought I was a psychopath. Yeah. And then like, it was just at Comic-Con and then like years passed and we were filming the movie. And in the movie, I got a follow-up on my other thigh of he was 15 on my left on my left eye and he's 21 on my right eye <laughs> and um he was cool enough to make a cameo in the movie and then surprise me and then compose for the right thigh so the right thigh uh he posed for it so that's 
kind of like, cool. It's like um, specifically for your tattoo. He he posed for it. It was like wild. Um, wow. And so that's cool. But I am an adult man with Jaden Smith on different ages on both of my thighs. So like that is a tough one. So yeah, thanks for giving me that layup because that is probably the worst. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying I don't like them. I was just saying, in my opinion, that's the most permanent one. There could be things that you did that were embarrassing in the moment, but I feel like a permanent one kind of takes the cake. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I have a little PTSD flashbacks from certain ones, but honestly, every day when I get into the shower, I'm reminded of, of the Smith family. You guys are on your last season now? No, actually, we're, season four begins airing February 4th. I'm sorry, season nine begins airing February 4th, and we're still filming nine, and we just signed for 10 with okay. an option for 11. So, oh, yeah, so that's okay. good. And then tonight, actually tonight at like 10.30, the Misery Index, which is the game show we do, season three starts tonight. So, yeah, we just, we just, um, we're hoping to, we're hoping to get more of that. We're hoping to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Everybody in the chat, go watch Sal again tonight. Check out the Taste Buds podcast with Joe DeRosa. Check out Hey Babe with Christy Stefano. Hey Babe is literally, and, and I don't just say this because I'm watching, I'm talking to you right now. It has literally made me laugh my fucking ass off. Like your story and Christy Stefani, he's a great storyteller as well, but you guys just mesh so well. And it's that same feeling of like, it's like you're listening to your, your brother's talk. It's not, you guys don't give off like an elitist vibe or it's not things that we can't relate to. You tell a story about hitting a cat in your car. It's goofy and it's fun. And it's sometimes when I would listen to podcasts, it would be like, how can I relate? This guy's talking about his Ferrari that he fucking broke down. And like, I feel like you guys make it very like friendly and like easy to get along with. Yeah. That's the reason we did it. And both, both of the guys I do the podcast with are my friends for years. Right. And um, Chris and I toured together for like a couple of years and uh, you know, so many flights and hotels and weekends, just telling each other stories and laughing. So we were like, we should just do a podcast. Cause we, everything, all of our conversations all weekend were like, this should be a podcast. So we finally just did it. Yeah. And then um, same thing with my buddy, Joe DeRosa. Um, we're always arguing about food. We're yeah. hanging out all the time. Joe's a great contrarian and we argue almost about anything. The thing that's great about Joe is he will argue a point um, to no end. He's and, firm. And so any point really, but we, we found that it was happening a lot with food. And then we, we would crack ourselves up and we said, maybe other people will enjoy it. So yeah, I think what you're picking up there is that, you know, it is, we're just real friends and it's just, just yeah, us bullshitting. That's the best yeah. way to do it. I appreciate you coming on sale more than I could even fucking explain. Thank you so much. And uh, I hope, I hope we get, I got your guys. I've texted them. I got them a couple pairs of shoes. So we'll be yes, following yeah, up with that Nick. as well. Actually, Nick, Nick texted me, Nick Turner texted me, no joke, like maybe an hour ago, right before I got on randomly saying, would you want to go on his podcast to do the follow-up? Uh, oh, would you, wow. would you, do you think that, do I think that you would want to do that? And I was like, I think you would. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, I told him you were a comedy fan, a podcast fan and yeah. a sneaker fan. So it's like, it hits all three. I said, you, so he's probably going to reach out to you. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you again, buddy. And I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you again. Let's get some hearts in the chat. Show some love for Sal. We got a, we got a special Sal emote too. So drop that if you're subscribed. Um, thank you again, Sal. I'll talk to you soon, brother. You got it, brother. Take care, man. You got it. You too. All right, folks. Well, I got to open this fucking screen up so I could get just me here. Um, 
What do we think? What do we think, guys? Sorry that the screen is a little fucked up, but whatever. Um, did you guys enjoy? Did you guys enjoy the show? Did you guys have fun? Was it good? Um, sorry if I was a little nervous. A little bit nervous. Uh, we got W. You are the best. That was awesome. Let's go, baby. That was badass. Man, I can't even believe that I was able to do that. I can't believe it. Um, I felt extremely calm. I felt extremely confident. Usually, when I meet these people, I'm like, um, "Do you do you know what your favorite? What's your favorite color?" Like usually, I get <laughs> so nervous. But with him, it's so easy to just talk and chill and. We're like, it was just a normal conversation. You know, I always overthink these things when I have someone on the podcast or talk to someone. I write down question, question, question. And this time I just wrote down a few fucking, a few like jots, some some bullet points. And then I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to talk to him how I would talk to him. Make it a personal conversation. Ask him things that I want to ask because I know you guys like to know where is he from, where was he born, blah, blah, blah. But you guys could find those online. Like you could type in where was Sal born, fucking Staten Island. Like you, those are easy. I, I like to get the weird shit about peanut butter fucking Oreos and like just goofy shit because it's fun about stand up, giving some inspiration. If any one of you guys out there is trying to do stand up one day or wants to make something happen with a YouTube show, I like those questions because it inspires you guys. It inspires like they're fun and they're fun. Um, that was awesome. You were so chill. You are fucking awesome. Derek, thank you. Um, Sneaker Bread, Kuya, thank you. Golden Bee, that was such a chill stream. It was great. Angelo, you're the fucking bomb. Thank you, guys. You don't have to say that, but I appreciate all of you. 